I'm Matthew McCleary. And I'm Mitchell McCleary. And this is Movies While They Sleep. The podcast from two brothers who watch movies and talk about them after their families have gone to bed. And this week's episode, what did we talk about, Mitchell? Uh, I can't remember. I can hardly remember. (laughs) Okay, we're coming to you with an intro. In full honesty and transparency here, right, to you, our loyal listeners, uh, to this week's episode, we have an episode. It is all about one of our favorite topics. This month's episode. The, this, this month's episode. It's all about one of our favorite topics, the Academy Awards, uh, which took place uh, somewhere between a week and six months ago. No. <laughs> uh, it's, um, been a, it's been an amount of time. Yeah, it's it's been a little while, and you know uh, that's okay. Um, you want to speak to this, Mitchell? You're gold blooming, uh, and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, yes, <laughs> podcast episode. It's been a while since we've done this. Listen, uh, we've had a lot of life going on, and we recorded this a while ago. But uh, pretty, it was a timely episode right after the Oscars. But hey, it takes a while to edit podcasts, and it's been a long six weeks for both of us. I think I'm tired. <laughs> I, I think that's fair to say I'm tired. We're both extremely exhausted. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's you know the premise of the podcast movies while they sleep. It's catching up. Like it's with getting us. harder and harder to do that. <laughs> it's catching up with us, uh, and also uh, Sacramento Kings basketball has been a distraction for movies. So, um, I'll tell you, there are so few things that can really distract me. Like, that, that, like I would say that I distract me in terms of what I'm watching. Yeah, eat, eat up your watching hours. Sacramento Kings basketball, when they're good. Last two games aside, they've been good. We're in the thick and of it. and uh, succession is the other thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> really, there's been no movies except for some coming up soon. So yeah, 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 and uh, we're excited to talk about those. Have you seen Have you seen anything new recently? No, no. no. I saw the Super Mario Brothers movie. Nice. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> really, really gives me a lot of anxiety as to where we're headed because it made a lot of money. Most things do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, we've got an episode on the Oscars no, we're about good. everything. All, all the movies from 2022 that most people have stopped thinking about. We're here um, to bring them back to life. Dredge that stuff yeah. up again. And I, I don't even know what we talked about. But that's been, you know, this is us, our transparent intro. It's been a long, it's been a long couple of months. Uh, but we still want to bring more episodes, and we love still watching movies. Listen, we record this episode. It's coming out. <laughs> I don't care I, how much further away it gets. It's coming out. I asked Mitchell today, I said, are we still going to release this? Because, like, you know, it's not relevant anymore. And it was basically like, well, we recorded it, so we're going to do this. And we only, have one, we only have one episode that we've recorded that we've never released. So We know you've waited with bated breath about our <laughs> hot Oscar takes. So you're going to get uh, it right now. He's all asleep. <laughs> Let's jump in, sleepyheads. You know... I was telling you about Enoch on the way to school this morning. We were talking about the Academy Awards because he saw me watching it the other night. And scintillating. 
topic for yeah. a nine-year-old for a nine-year-old well we were listening to a movie soundtrack on the way to school and i was telling him it was it was it probably nominated. was for you at that age yeah, well, yeah and i was telling him it was nominated for one of the awards from that thing i was watching the other night and he's like did you want it to win and i was like you know i did think this was the best score of the year and and um, I said, what's your, or he said, is that your favorite movie? And I was like, no. And he says, you know what my favorite movie is? I said, what? And he's like, um, that one with the boy and the clock, Hugo. Oh my God, this kid. <laughs> my nine-year-old. He's like, okay. he's like, people say it's mid-Scorsese, but, you know, for me. <laughs> my nine-year-old. <laughs> Truly your nine-year-old. My nine-year-old. His favorite movie is a Martin Scorsese movie. You're like, we're skipping school. We're going to Disneyland. (laughs) I'm taking you out for ice cream, all right? (laughs) And then he says, did that one win any of those awards? And I said, you know, it did win a bunch of awards. And well, well, actually... Um, he was asking me about what movies, you know, what, what, you know, what movies were winning. And I said, well, you know, Top Gun won an award or no, I said, you know, one of the categories, you know, I, I was trying to explain to him, like they give awards to all the different artists and people who are work on the movies. And I said, you know, they have award for, for sound, the best sound in a movie, you know, what movie won for best sound last year. And he's like, Avatar, <laughs> like literally he's, he has some weird awareness. And I said, no, Top Gun, which he's seen. And... Um, and he says, oh, that's pretty good. Um, and and then we, we were talking about Hugo. <laughs> Not a bad choice. <laughs> and he said, did Hugo win for best sound? And actually, I looked it up afterwards. It certainly did. He's like, I really like, yeah. he's like, I really like the sound of the clicking of the robot in that movie. Oh uh, I mean, this is the conversation on the way. He's like, I really, I really hope that movie won a bunch of awards. And I'm like, well, yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> a single tear goes down your eye. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was a great, great drive to school today. Uh, <laughs> well, you've got to share the other little snippet. Well, so so ride. we were listening to the Babylon soundtrack just because, which we'll say right out the gate. Yeah, travesty, travesty. Yeah, the snub of all snubs this year. No, okay, not really, but I think we'll, we'll get to another movie that should have won something tonight. But anyway. yes. Uh, to to me, if I look at like the best score films, t- to me like it's no question that the Justin Hurwitz score is like so far beyond anything else. So, anyways, we're listening to the Babylon score and not you know just just instrumental stuff, none of the inappropriate stuff. We're like a couple of what, tracks. Like cocaine in. room? No, that's all instrumental. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't he know what the titles. he doesn't know what the titles are. <laughs> So so we're so we're listening to it and he says, Dad, you know what this reminds me of? And he didn't know it was a movie soundtrack at this point. And I said, No, tell me. He says, this reminds me of singing in the rain. <laughs> Again, a single tear. Singing in the rain. The movie that like Babylon draws almost all of its inspiration from, basically. Well, well and the director is Obsessed, obsessed with singing in the rain, and and Babylon is a film about the transition from silent to talkies in the twenties and thirties, and the score is meant to evoke that period of time, which is also the plot of Singing in the Rain. I mean, this is like that he picks up on this. He's like, I think this reminds me of Singing in the Rain. I just, <laughs> as we've said, most most nine-year-olds haven't even don't even know what a movie is. <laughs> well, and I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, so you can t- correct me. But one clearly, of really... it's referential of old Hollywood, and you know, that really comes through. <laughs> I, I, you know, one of the things that I what has been so 
fun with watching movies with him just in the last couple of months is mm-hmm. is we've watched been watching a lot more live action stuff and mm-hmm. and he, we were watching Raiders of the Lost Ark around Christmas time. Did I share this on the podcast? When you're watching these movies, I, I think you did. But when you're watching these with him, are you watching him or are you watching the movie? Oh yeah, you know I'm sitting with him and watching the movie, but I'm also like it's stuff I've seen but, enough. And he likes are, to talk like, through it. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing I, this? Is this moment the tr- magic moment I tr- for you? I try not to, but he talks like, a lot. Yeah, he right. talks a lot. So I will engage him in conversation about it. So it was like this sequence where the camera's like on a dolly or something, and it's moving throughout this, the scene, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, so, so is there... And we've talked to, he and I have talked about like CGI and computer effects because we've watched like Star Wars and that kind of thing. You know, there's no evidence of computer effects happening. He's it's just wondering a, about the practicalities of a camera movie. Yeah, he says, so is there someone sitting behind the camera moving it while they're doing the acting? And I'm like, actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's like, huh. And you then, better thank you first oh in his gosh. Oscar win <laughs> for directing. And this then, is literally the fable mix. <laughs> and then we're <laughs> and then we're watching the the climax of the movie when Indy like climbs into the front of this truck and then like goes underneath it and he's like, "How are they doing this?" And I said, "Well, you know," he's like, "Is this computer?" And I said, "No, like this is like this is really a person down there, but they would often use like a stunt man instead of the real actor." And then they would like switch back and forth, and then it would cut to like a wide shot with the stunt man. He's like, "So that's that's a stunt man," and then it would like cut to a close up of Harrison Ford. He's like, "So so they switched him there," and like he's like processing like he's literally tracking. how a scene is coming together, and that like that's what he is interested in when we're watching movies. It's so fascinating to watch because I game. like. Nine-year-olds, I, yeah, are Coco meloned out right now. <laughs> no, that's my one-year-old. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think some nine-year-olds are on that as well. Really? <laughs> I mean, it's just been—it's been astounding, you know, because I was not like that when I was nine. I mean, I remember sure. being in third grade and watching Star Wars for the first time. Like, I got it as a Christmas gift, watching it, and that's his age right now. And, and like that being like really important movie experience for me, sure. but not having any awareness of how this stuff was done. And probably like for me, the first experience of that was a couple of years later when the special editions of Star Wars came out and all those VHSs included like 10 boring minutes of George Lucas talking about how they did it yeah at the beginning like what they did to update the the movies and so that was like this behind the camera you know because we didn't we didn't have dvds you know enoch and i have watched a bunch of they tried to do that at the awards this year they're like cinematography Uh, is when someone uh films a scene (laughs) (laughs) thank you voiceover Uh, but enoch and i have watched a bunch of the avatar wave water behind the scenes vfx like Mm. vfx artists breaking down sequences yeah. and like we literally played a game on one video where i would pause it and before they would talk about it i'd say okay enoch what do you think is real in this shot and what do you think is fake and he was like this is real this is real this is fake and we play it and of course like 98 percent of it's all fake uh, right but you know he that's where he is at he's engaging in, it's really yeah. fascinating to watch um, he didn't watch the oscars with me which was just fine <laughs> just got the taste of that soundtrack which i'm glad <laughs> One, as opposed to the Babylon soundtrack. 
You are? No, it's a joke. No. <laughs> I'm glad those two notes. I it's got three notes. It's three notes. Four times. <laughs> oh, it was like During eight the course times. of the awards. Okay. It did sound like the Germans were coming to, <laughs> coming back into See, fashion every time they won. This is this is what I will say about the All Quiet on the Western Front best score win. It's it is it is a simple score. <laughs> it is not okay. my favorite score, but it is it is effective in the movie. Sure, and it's like very clearly something like for like average dumb academy voters to be like those three notes were good and Hans Zimmer light <laughs> yes and you know to then listen to like Babylon and say that's just too much noise <laughs> it's too crazy <laughs> yeah so anyway tough luck for Babylon tough luck for John Williams um... <clears throat> <laughs> hot take <laughs> to start the pod <laughs> Hey, you know who really got snubbed? The guy who's been nominated 50 times. Is it only 50 times? Uh, <laughs> um, do you know, oh, they said this during the show, only Walt Disney has had more Academy Award nominations than John Williams. Um, it's, which we were uh, blessed with a commercial for good old Walt Disney. The Dur- during Little Mermaid the trailer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> okay, so we're talking about the Oscars today. Um, it was such a bad trailer. Oh, oh my gosh, that movie looks like, like trash. Can you see anything? They're animating the ocean as if it's the 2022 ocean that is like steeped in plastic. And it's like, you can't see it's through. It's like murky. Yeah, yeah, the Great Barrier Reef is dying and has no color. Oh, <laughs> like guys the story doesn't take place oh my God. in the year of our lord <laughs> <laughs> yeah where to start this year stuff to say i i will say i had a moment watching we'll just we'll talk big picture right big let's do big picture impressions and we could talk about some of sure. the some of the actual awards and winners i had this moment and maybe it was like cutting to kate blanchett in the front row a bunch but I was like, I've really gotten to the age where this does not look anything like it did when I was coming up. Like, no yeah. George Clooney, no Brad Pitt, no Leo, no Meryl Streep. You know, the whole old guard, right? Like, the people who were older when we yeah. were young. No, None of them were there. And Kate Blanchett really, to me, represented, like, the very last of that mm-hmm. um, that was present she, tonight. She just sitting by herself, not winning. This poor woman who is did the most extraordinary acting of the year and right. is sitting in the front row looking elegant and like just not a part and you of know this. What? Not a part and of she this. Knew, she <clears throat> knew she wasn't going to get it the moment we knew she wasn't going to get it, yep. which is when Jamie Lee Curtis I know. won Best Supporting for Hot Dog Monster Cartoon. <laughs> Okay, listen, we're going to have some discourse over everything everywhere, but I think we can all agree this Jamie Lee win is insane. Okay, and I sent this to you during, I, I sent this to you during the ceremony. I screenshotted my letterboxed review of everything everywhere all at once. So I'm, I'm claiming this and I'm not even happy about it, right? Truly, truly prophetic. <clears throat> From April 8th, 2022, almost an entire year ago, this was the first three sentences of my letterbox review of this movie michelle yo is a treasure as is jamie lee curtis i stand by those statements hey (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, fair enough. Best actress and supporting actress races can pack it up now. That's what I said. And and part of that was... You you need to get into, like, movie gambling. (laughs) Part of it was definitely hyperbole and and kind of recognizing that like it was just very fun jamie lee curtis right right right. and i actually i have more complex complicated feelings about michelle yo but super fun jlc and part of it was like oh this was the first movie of 2022 that i thought was really good sure like this and the batman basically and and so like i called this almost a year ago that these two women were gonna win boy how i just could not have foreseen all that happened with this but that was the moment yes yeah when all the way through when angela bassett lost for for her performance was she the second uh favorite she was no no she was not sorry not the second yeah she the favorite yeah she really had won almost everything jamie lee curtis started winning things right at the end of the season and right but angela bassett it was always 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 her yeah so the jamie lee curtis win like that was, I, I I don't know if upset is the right word, but that was kind of the most like, oh, this is where this is going. And it was the second or third award of the night. And so that was really the moment in the night where, right, we knew that that she was, that that, that everything everywhere was going to go all the way and that Cape Blanchett was going to win. Yeah. If, yeah. if Jamie Lee Curtis was winning, there was no way Michelle Yeoh was not winning, basically. Right. Which, that being the third award of the night, really yeah, put a, I know. a damper on the suspense. Not that there was much, but whatever suspense. Well, like, say, say they did best supporting right before best lead. Yeah. It's like, okay, then we know. Not, yeah. you know, 20 minutes in. Yes, sure. And, and that is traditional. Show. They usually do the supporting awards early. Because they want to get some, and you know, the supporting awards are usually like pretty fun celebrities, right? It's like that Brad Pitt Once Upon a Time win a few years yeah. ago, and so Speaking you want to get, oh, oh, oh my gosh, what incredible movie news! Forget about the Oscars. Yeah, yeah exactly. The best movie news of the week was not anything at the Oscars. <laughs> we have a title and a film start date for Quentin Tarantino's next film, and it's called The Movie Critic. Which I'm did, in. did you read anything else about it? Uh, is it about that crazy Pauline Kale movie? Could, it, yeah. it, it seems to be because it takes place in the '70s and it centers around a female character. It seems to me to be about Pauline Kale, this, this incredible what was famous. Her thing? Well, she, she I mean, like, hated good movies. No, she didn't hate good movies. She, but she was like a good writer. She's such her. an excellent essayist and film theorist and writer, right? Like. Yeah. She really could articulate a point, and it was not like criticism to tear down, but c- kind of like criticism in that real, more traditional sense, right? Yeah. Um, so very interesting topic for him and his um, aesthetic uh, and his supposed last film, right? He's, he's always... He plays her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I love the idea. I'm I'm all in. Um, yeah, sounds great, and. So, anyways, you know, it's best supporting. You do that early with the big stars, and 
make a lot of noise. Um, but yeah, it really kind of put a damper. I think the the biggest kind of maybe not not surprise, but was the way uh, All Quiet on the Western Front really just kind of dominated in the, that that was kind the of middle of middle hour or so of the ceremony. I mean, okay, so other you know just just the the the, the production itself. What general thoughts? Yeah, yeah general thoughts. Because I, I I was thinking. To me, it felt so distinctly different than certainly the last two years, right? Or, yes. The um, last two years were train wrecks for for more than just the obvious reasons. Yeah. And so it kind of felt to me like a return to form of like back in the full Dolby Theater. You know, the Oscars is always, they they you know, it's not like the Golden Globes where you sit in a table, get, table's getting drunk. This is, you know, mm-hmm. a, a much more kind of stately affair. And so it felt like that. And it and really like it opened with this montage of movies and they had a few other montages. And it reminded me of what I loved about the Oscars as a kid, which was never the awards or the movies being awarded, right? Because uh, I didn't know what the English patient was, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't watch A Beautiful Mind as an 11-year-old. But they would a glimpse into other movies that are out there. Yeah. And they would show these montages of movies that I did recognize. Um, And so, I I mean, to me, there was there was like tastes of that that were very, you know, kind of hitting that nostalgia a little bit. Um, Yeah. But so that was kind of cool. Yeah. I I missed the opening montage because I was creating a new email account (laughs) to and find me a new debit card somewhere in one of our wallets so that YouTube TV wouldn't recognize, hey, it's the same debit card as a new email guy. <laughs> so, because every year I assume things like the Super Bowl or the Oscars. No, every year you assume that, like, the Oscars, which is, uh, <laughs> which is broadcast on ABC, which is owned by Disney, which owns Hulu and Disney+, Plus will just put the Oscars on one of their streaming platforms. You, you, you think one thing that is widely available yes. or that I subscribe to already would be like, yeah, we got it. Yes. And it's it's always, always like, all right, you got to get one of these streamers that costs $70 a month. Yeah, not the cheap ones. It, it's the same thing. We're from Sacramento and currently the Sacramento Kings. I, I was going to yeah, get them into yeah. this podcast one way or another. Oh, yeah. That's all I really, that's, all, that, that's what I really want to be talking about tonight. I like the beam. <laughs> but I'm trying to watch these Kings games. And Sarah gifted me NBA League Pass for my birthday. And I try to use it. And so you, the way that works is the like basic plan is to choose one team. You get all the yeah. games that aren't. And even that is like, like you get the games that aren't uh, national TV games, like yeah. TNT or whatever. So for that, you don't get to see those, even though oh you're paying. Oh, my gosh. There's like so many layers to you not seeing this. But NBA League Pass, if you choose a team that is – is local to you mm-hmm. then you can't, they don't let you <laughs> they're like that's one of your local chant like you no like you already have that and i'm like i don't have cable so, this is why i'm coming to you so what did you have to do well you know yeah okay a, a, a stream of it fell off the back of a truck and so i just picked it up and started watching <laughs> okay great <laughs> but now i have you know 14 days of YouTube TV, so for the next 14 days, I'm having some hey, high-quality hey, looks at these games. I, that was how I, I was like, I got 13 days left of this trial. I was I watched that whole Bucks game live last night. It was great. You need a link? <laughs> yeah, I do. do Actually, do, could you... Do you need uh, no, coordinates to that truck? <laughs> yeah, could you, could you send that right. to me? Because yeah, I, I, so, that, was the, that was the second game I've watched this season. The first one was the TNT game last week. And the reason is, because I don't have cable, and normally I just sit on 
Google Sports and watch the score. <laughs> oh, someone scored. <laughs> Uh, so same thing I'm doing for the Oscars, yeah. and I assume every year. Oh, I'll just hop on at 4:55, and I'll sure. figure out a solution. Yeah. <laughs> so I miss I missed the opening montage. Don't know what happened there, but yeah, I I definitely feel like there was less like like there's still obviously a lot of poking fun at movies and and stars and yeah. you know people that are there, but there was less of that feeling of we didn't watch these movies and we don't care about these movies. Yeah. Like yeah. these movies suck. Am I right guys? Which has been the energy <laughs> the past couple of years. Yes, absolutely. Which is like, if you think that, yeah. why, wh- what do you expect this audience to care about? Yeah. And then the other part that I, I was thinking about just overall, cause you're saying it kind of remind you of Oscars of the past and maybe it's a little nostalgic tinged glasses for me but yeah i always had a sense that there was constant darkening of the lights and yeah and something plain you yeah know, some yeah theme. that's that's my memory too yeah and so yeah i didn't see the opening montage and i think i saw one more because abel they, and lou yeah. you know were yeah. just were doing their thing so like when it wasn't key moments i wasn't as tuned in but i still didn't it, it still didn't feel as reverent as like we love what we do here like i didn't i didn't get that sense but it was a step for me in the right direction compared to the past couple years at least yeah yeah no i i agree i mean it was not the and especially i say that in in reference and context of a trailer being shown yeah like using up valuable time in award show to show the little mermaid trailer yeah versus something like a montage or something about yeah like one of my favorite moments was um even though it didn't works perfectly flu- fluidly mm-hmm. was uh michael b jordan and um oh yeah jonathan majors and jonathan majors announcement and then then kind of talking about cinematography and they're starring in a new movie that michael b jordan directed who's obviously interested in cinematography and he gets to yep. talk about it a little bit and there's a vintage camera on stage yep. you know there's there's a love and it's a shout display. out both to like this kind of more contemporary cinema history with Malcolm X and Spike Lee and then also yeah, like yeah yeah you get a like shout out some film history and... proper with the Orson Welles Citizen Kane thing like that was such a cool moment and 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 I did feel like it was a shift of like hey we're sorry that we tried to eliminate a bunch of categories from the telecast um, yeah, he's like they're back. Sorry, they're yeah. back. <laughs> they're back, and actually, we're we're now going to be very serious and tell you how important screenwriting and editing and cinematography and everything is. It never ceases to amaze me how people in certain industries can get so lost in about what what makes their industry attractive to people. I know, I know. I feel this is true for a lot of like music artists, yeah. filmmakers, or you know, whatever it is, it's like, oh, people were drawn to us for this thing over here, so let's just never do that again. But it's not even like the arts either. I think of a lot of like consumer, especially like tech products, right? It's like... Oh, yeah. It, Spotify announcing we're basically TikTok now. It's uh, like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants this. <laughs> what makes you think people want this? Yes. And maybe it's not about what... It, I mean, it, it's not about what people want it's about you teaching people to be addicted to something but yeah i i just i i i'm in agreement with you so it you know some of it was cool some of it was pretty i don't know it's a pretty staid ceremony um well so stuff like that the film history the film appreciation moments yeah. are cool and then having a little mermaid trailer in the middle of it or a warner brothers oh my gosh. appreciation montage um, I mean, you know, if they did that with a bunch of studios, that could have been cool. And, and you just see so many different movies from different yeah. powerhouses. 
that could have been cool, but there, it just like you're making it this much more commercial. I know when it's already kind of I on know. its last legs in terms of interest. I know. Uh, the, like, though the the ratings for the telecast were were up like fifteen percent. Well, of course they were. The slap gave them that. <laughs> yeah. Boost. Yes. Yeah. That's true. And everything everywhere's <clears throat> nominations probably. Okay, I want to talk about everything everywhere, right? Because because there is a sense of like this is. I mean, and that it is truly a unique film. Sure. To be such. I mean, I mean, the stat out of this is like it's the most above the line winning film of all time right and so the above the line ones are screenplay the acting category above the line awards yeah 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 um and i think that actually like is a technical term with how they announce the winner so with like sound design they announce the winner by saying the title of the film and then the team of sound editors. Mm, but the mm. above the line, it's they actually announce the person first. Director's name. Yeah, but, yes, yeah. yeah. So the, the Daniels, everything, everywhere, all at once. And so because it, it because even, even it, it, so it's even kind of out, outpaced like a, a Return of the King because those big winning movies don't, didn't get, didn't do the acting categories, yeah. right? Return of the King doesn't have the acting. And so... You know, I mean, this is a uniquely awarded film, right? I mean, the stat going to Twitter is like it's the most awarded movie of all time if you take the whole season, and and I'm like, look, that doesn't mean anything because like we've got like 30 more (laughs) awards shows than we did 20 years ago, so you know, what do we? What what's the competition? But whatever, because because you could also say Tar is now one of only four films that was named the best film by the four major critics associations nationwide. And like, like that's a, that's a, that's an elite list of just four movies. Right. And tar is that, you know, so, but alas, (laughs) I know, but alas, the critics, if only they were the Academy voters, but so everything everywhere is, is a unique movie and it is unique in, in terms of genre in terms of style and all of that. I've heard some commentaries that like, is this, the Oscars way of awarding like uh, of like something Marvel-esque without actually having to give it to Marvel. Um, And I don't, I don't know if anybody's that cynical, but I I do think that it is, I don't know. It's just kind of an odd, it's, it's kind of an odd Oscar movie. And this is, but this is what I was going to say, because you said, you know, it's popularity and people watching for that. But anecdotally, I have talked to a lot of people who have never heard of it or if they have, have not, even thought about watching it or if they have watched it we're kind of mixed on it um because they're like wow that was a lot Uh, (laughs) and (laughs) and and i say that as someone like we were pretty glowing about it a year ago when we watched it and Mm -hmm. we did an episode of the podcast about it so i mean i think it's a great film right yeah yeah sure i think it is i think it's great i don't know and it was in my top 10 it was in my top 10 list of the year right banshees kicked it out of mine uh, yeah. And I, and Shout out Banshees, which yeah, won nothing. I know. And Banshees won nothing. Poor Colin Farrell, because that was probably my favorite male First Colin rejects him, and now the entire Academy. I know. I just don't like you anymore, <laughs> the entire Academy. <laughs> um, so, just a... I don't, well, I, what, do you th- what, what do you think the... So the Academy is just people in that room, isn't it? It's, I mean, no, it's a few thousand members. Sure, but like a lot of people in that room, yeah. plus a bunch of people who work in movies. Yeah, so the the academy is made up of membership in the academy. This is from this is just from Wikipedia, but I wanted to be kind of be accurate on this. It's 
I mean, you can get a membership by actually uh, by getting nominated for an Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) But also Academy membership is, you know, it happens every year, new members. It's divided into 17 branches representing different disciplines in motion pictures. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's really technicians and artists and craftsmen of these 17 branches, which I mean, is as varied as, you know, costume designers and production designers all the way to just like producers, you know, but it is people who work in movies. Do they decide the nomination? as well yeah so they vote on the nominations and there's some there's I, I'm not sure on the, all the rules of who gets to vote for which categories right mm-hmm. I, if it's only the editors can vote for the editing nominees but then once it's at the nomination stage every academy voter votes for every category I believe that's what the case is um, right. and then for a lot of those below the line, categories they'll, they'll shortlist you know 20 20 movies or whatever that you actually have to pick from for nominees but you know somebody you know, I, and this was good commentary too it, it was something like you know people people are upset because they think of an academy voter as like a gatekeeper of what is good and important cinema and mm-hmm. when the reality is that like your average academy voter really is just kind of random people because like that's who has jobs in movies <laughs> Right. Well, that's what I kind of wanted to get at is like part of the discourse with everything going on is it just people are so pissed in one direction yeah. or the other. Yeah. Or or like or people are like with everything everywhere. That's like this is life changing. This yep. is like a shifting of the tides or I'm or, you know, I see some of the people losing their minds at Tar and Banshee's not getting anything. Or I saw some angry people about Angela Bassett mm-hmm. not getting an award and Oscar's so white. Yeah. And the thing, the thing I think about every time I see the fury with these awards is, do these people not know that the Academy doesn't watch movies? I know, I know. Be- because it, it, it's like, how dare this person not win when it's like, you know, n- the five of you should not have been nominated. So, None of you should have been nominated can, can in I, this specific, you know? Can like, I tell there's you, ten other movies where I, people did a better job. I have an extended family member on my wife through my wife in law mm-hmm. who has spent his career as a technician in a VFX house and he's an artist right like doing yeah. v- VFX art like if you try to talk to him about movies actually the the first time i met him he was like glowing about how great hugo is uh, Hugo was <laughs> to, to bring it full circle, uh, right? But he's like, I don't, I don't watch a lot of movies, and I don't, I don't, I don't watch any of the stuff I work on, and like, <laughs> Listen, uh, movies is what I do all day at work. Why would I want to come home and watch that and do and do more work? <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny to talk to him because because we have this perspective of like, oh my gosh, I want to be in this, and I think the most visible, the most visible like academy members are your more auteur like the directors the writers the actors right these kind of more like artists i mean every every one of them every every one of these people are artists i don't want to take that away Mm -hmm. from anyone sure i mean what we the visible one is like austin butler who has not figured out how to get out of the elvis voice right Right. (laughs) like like that kind of level of intensity about their guess where he went damn when he lost (laughs) i know (laughs) i bet that snapped him out of the voice brendan uh my heart's a whale (laughs) what's a it's too bad all these people like had way better speeches at every other awards event this year. I know, I know. Years. So I don't, I don't really get the everything every day we're all at once. Other than that, like we, yeah, I mean, it extremely accessible. 
Yeah. And the, the, the waves of it being around for a year. Yeah, I like, know. All right, maybe fine. Okay, now I'll finally watch it. Yeah. And it just lived in people's brains. And, and, it, and so when people don't watch a lot of movies, if you saw, like, most people I know are like, man, I went to a movie theater once last year. Like, and it was like, Top Gun. Yeah, and then yeah. I saw a bunch of, you know, maybe new Netflix movies right to streaming. But yeah. people aren't like, man, this is what I saw this year. I, I can't this tell you how many people movie. said to me, oh, the Fablemans? That looks so boring. <laughs> and it's I mean, like, to be fair, they're kind, of, they're kind of spot on with what it looks like. No, I, I agree. I'm like, it was, it was one of the worst promoted movies of the year. Oh my the, god! The, 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 post, the so poster bad. is terrible, and it looked boring. The thumbnail for it on Amazon oh, Prime yeah, to rent it is atrocious. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, and and I'll tell you, did you read any of the articles that were the anonymous Academy voter interviews that the Hollywood? No, so they do these every year where they find Academy voters, and sometimes they'll even tell you what branch they're in. Yeah, and they will ask, basically, give them every category and say, talk about your reasoning for who you're voting. Like, for. I don't know, <laughs> and. And when, I didn't even and see like, it. <laughs> I, I mean, literally, there, there were some of them were like, so the the best supporting actress one for Angela Bassett, the this anonymous Academy voter was basically like, I just feel like they're pushing this whole narrative of Angela Bassett and awarding her because she's black, so I, I'm just not going to vote for her. Oh my and, god! And it's just like there like, is that. Like to me, like I actually love reading stuff like that because it really it helps me get over this like disillusionment of that's what that's the main thing i'm trying to say yeah you can't hold any weight with anything that goes on at these awards because yeah like people who are voting care so much less about these products than we do a hundred percent this person is annoyed that a narrative is being pushed on them and i happen to think of the best supporting actress actresses you know, Mary, maybe Carrie Condon in Banshees right. of Inisherin, but she doesn't really but, even get to cook that much in that movie. No, and, she, and she's the supporting good, she really the supporting actress, the the supporting actor and actress categories historically are those performances. So it's like very the ones that pop. You know, it's like Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. and Silence of the Lambs, right? And Angela Bassett, like she is excellent in this, and right. and 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 you cannot recreate this. This is she plays. King T'Challa's mom, Queen Ramonda in Black Panther, like, and and this is a woman who has been for the last you know three years or whatever actually been mourning the death of a colleague, and right. <laughs> they have Jamie Lee go up there with her hot dog fingers. <laughs> it's so crazy. It, yes, that's what I'm saying. It's crazy, uh, and it's like it. I remember when I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, it's fun and funny that it's Jamie Lee Curtis. And I made a kind of a jokey review about like giving her an award, but I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Like Angela Bassett, like gets to do this like monologue about like loss and sacrifice and grief. She's so so, like (laughs) so real and so raw and like and is phenomenal. Like she is the best part of an of a very mid sequel. Right. Right. Like uh, it just 
Yeah. And actually, the Rihanna song in that movie, too, is it's Angela Bassett and Rihanna are the best parts of this movie. Right. And, and Rihanna and, doesn't. And, and, and Rihanna doesn't win. And it's Which this is... song. It's this song that I, like, didn't even know. I, I, it's like a credit song. It's a, I mean, so is the Rihanna song. But the, the post-credit sequence is, like, this really loving kind of tribute to Chadwick. Mm-hmm. And, like, and the reveal, right? It's a Marvel post-credit. But the reveal is that... He he actually has a son that um, he that, that his his partner became pregnant before he died, right? And so it's this reveal of like he has this young son, and and then the Rihanna song kicks in, and it's like very emotional and it's great, you know. And I R R R winning for Natu Natu, whatever. It's great you know, that like great Fun. that's cool. Yeah. But Jamie Lee Curtis and Hot Dog Fingers so weird. <laughs> But and, and what I'm saying, right? About the uh, the anonymous Academy voters, they're like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they they could not care any less. Truly, yeah, and yeah. That, yes. That's the thing. It's like fans, or that person, five percent of the Academy watched Star. But uh, okay. but they but they the, the way it got in is people know enough that it's like, hey, we oh yeah, 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 gotta give yeah yeah. So, so I want to talk about the Best Actress Award because this is the one, mm-hmm. and I knew it was going to be Michelle Yeoh, but I was still holding out hope. You know, we knew, we knew. And I think, I think, I think Tar. If I were picking, Tar would have won Best Picture. It would have won Best Director. It would have won Best Actress. Would have won Best Cinematography. Probably would have won Best Cinematography too. And and I'll, I'll tell you about. I want to t- share a quick anecdote about a friend who recently watched Tar. I saw this. I saw somebody say this that historically, what is awarded for male performances, what we have kind of said, there's been an ongoing conversation about mm. gender neutral right. um, awards. And, and my perspective on that is like, look, I, it's actually more fun to give more awards to more people. Right, right. So why? why? I was like, thinking there should be an award for who had the best year. I mean, yeah. If you come so up like, with new awards, like whatever. Like Colin Farrell doing the Batman, Banshees, and that. <laughs> yes. What was the other one? The humans or something? Oh, oh no. After Yang. Yes. After that Yang, little indie. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so just, good. Just crushing a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, best breakout, whatever. I don't know. Figure it out. But, yeah. you know, it was like historically male performances that are often awarded are ones that center on this anger, right? Really explosive male performances. And then for female performances, it is more um, like emotional crying and that kind of crying performance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and I don't want to take anything away from Michelle Yeoh because I she's she's so fun. She's so good in this movie. She's really good in this movie. She's mm-hmm. she is the best part of everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Without her, I think this movie falls apart completely. Truly. But that is like an emo- like really like stoic mom moving into emotionalism mm-hmm. and finding the ability to cry. I don't want to oversimplify Her being confused for half the movie of like, what's this? Yes. Oh, what do I do? Kate Blanchett though, is doing a performance that is not, is not about her crying. It is, is actually much more grounded by, by like, like what we would say, stereotypically male things of like Mm -hmm. anger and control and explosive, you know, kind of that rage piece. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the point of the movie too. The point of the right. movie, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to oversimplify. I think one of the interesting points of the movie is that it is about 
abuses of power and different mm-hmm. power dynamics, and we're going to make the abuser a woman. Right. And and we're just going to interrogate that for two and a half hours. And like, what is this? And right. You know, because, right, there's tons of conductors who are men in recent years who have been canceled for real abuses of power. Mm-hmm. You could have easily just done the biopic of any one of them. And, and it said, no, we're actually going to make it a woman who's so intense. I, I'm just, you know, I don't know. To, to me, yeah. it's like, in a lot of ways, Tar felt like a quote unquote Academy movie. Mm-hmm. But but I just, I say to people, like, watch it again. Because right. this is this is something that's a different level. I mean... That, that's the thing from the, from the not, a voter that hasn't seen a movie and is making their decisions based on social media clout uh, yeah. to the, uh, you know, maybe this isn't the best performance, but it's the best story. So we'll, we'll vote for that. Cause yeah, I agree completely that the best performance is Kate Blanchett. And then yeah. you're like, well, if this, if this award show isn't about the, the best in what's happening here and it's about, Brendan Fraser's redemption arc of a career. It's about yeah. Michelle Yeoh being recognized for insane. like for thirty years of contributions yeah. to movies. Yeah, yeah, and Kate Blanchett having already won two. You're like, all right, yeah. you know, yeah, like yeah. a lot it's of fine. these things make sense. But that that's the the gap where it's like, what do we? What is this award? What 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 yeah. is it actually for? You know, I don't know. Because like the, I and the more you can just like remove off the shelf the idea of like the best in this you're like all right yeah but then you start to why am i even watching this yeah and part of me is like hey like actually people go and watch the winners it would have been nice if tar had won something right i know uh, the, i mean like, the fact that it won nothing and all quiet won four things uh, I, I know and i i, I saw a tweet it was like no matter how many oscars it's win it wins you're not going to convince me to watch all quiet on the <laughs> i it's saw like, that yes. i think it's it's affecting. I don't know. It sounds crass to say this, but like, yeah, it's a World War One movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, do we need? Do we need another one? <laughs> like, like, but but also like, you don't have to do much for it to be affecting. Right. 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 And, and I felt, to be honest, really similar to the way I felt about 1917, mm-hmm. which won, you know, won a lot of stuff, but didn't win the big prizes. Parasite won that year. And 1917, it was like, okay, yeah, it's affecting, but like, you. You did camera tricks and it was trench warfare. Like, cool. Or, or what was that? Yes, best cinematography at the daunting challenge of depicting war is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I was talking to a friend, a friend at work, and, and I've been talking about Tar for months. And so, so I, I worked the other day. She's like, oh, I was going to text you last night. She's She's got she's got like a high school son and everybody's out of the house. She's like, I made popcorn last night and I watched Tar. <laughs> and I was like, really? I was like, What'd you think? She's like, it's crazy. It's really good. Like, yeah. And I kind of want to watch it again. And I have questions about the ending. And and I'm like, man. And, and and she and like we had this like conversation about the like this is just a coworker and I who, who likes movies but is not like thinking about them For like sure. this, right? For sure. She and I had a conversation about how interesting Todd Field's placement of the camera in certain spaces like really lends itself to this feeling of ratcheting up tension over the course of the movie mm-hmm. she you know my friend was like man her apartment was so cold and the narrow hallways it was just stressing me out and that was so different from her little other house she went to and like mm-hmm. this is this is like my friend who's who likes movies is saying is, is like picking up on the, the absolute quality of yeah. this of this piece and and to me that and and we also talked about everything everywhere i don't think she watched it. another coworker of mine watch it and they're like it's fine it was a lot <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah 
And uh, I don't want to dump on that movie too much, you know. But again, we both enjoyed it. It just yeah. That that's the other thing. It is always a bummer when it feels like three movies won all the awards. So all quiet. I know. Everything everywhere. Everything else is kind of sprinkled around. And it's like yeah. a, a big part of this show. It feels like is to make people aware of what's out there. That's worth yeah. your time. I don't know. Anything you feel like? Any movie you feel like you missed that you really need to go check out now? Uh, Other than the shorts, I saw every winning movie. Yeah, it's not a ton of them, but I, I'm on board know. with that tweet where I can't. Uh, I know, I know. I can't yeah, hop on the Western that. Front. Yeah. Navalny, great documentary. Some of the documentaries looked interesting, but yeah, Fire I, I, of I Love, just, I love. I have too much of a watch list for non-docs. Can we talk about best makeup and hairstyling? Sure. <laughs> Did you remember the screenshot I sent you? <laughs> yeah, what were they doing with those screens? <laughs> they picked some truly insane Photoshop work. Because it wasn't like stills from the movies. It was cutouts oh. of characters. And I know. So oh, they all looked so poorly done. <laughs> when your character is morbidly obese and he's trying to stand up in the background. It's it, like it been just, hastily just, photoshopped out of the screen. It just seems mean. Onto an Oscar I, I know. There was one with with Tar yeah, or, or yes. the women talking one where it's like yes, they, they yes. don't adjust the contrast or brightness. No, they didn't. So just like... <laughs> Weird Francis McDormand, <laughs> scarred oh up gosh. Francis McDormand, whose face was so big, <laughs> so big. Hey, speaking of that, I'm glad Women Talking won. Yeah, that was a that was a cool win. I liked that movie. Yeah. That was a big surprise movie for me. Yeah, that's uh, good. how much I enjoyed it. Same. Uh, yeah, just some weird stuff with the whale. <laughs> yeah, like their screens in general. That that yeah, I, I don't know. I did not like that movie, by the way. Yeah, I haven't seen it. See, I have some major gaps. So I love when they're like, let's do 10 movies. Let's throw Triangle of Sadness in there, and we'll never speak of it once. Like, why, yeah. why are you even... My, yeah, my favorite moment, though, was uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus presenting. <laughs> yes, I loved that. Speaking of uh, costume design. Which is speaking like, of National Treasures. Oh, what? oh okay. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of the best actresses ever. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're re-watching Veep, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> but when she's like... And the real moment you know that the costume design is good is when actors are trying to steal mm-hmm. the costumes. <laughs> and she's like, and this dress that I'm wearing from, that, from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> vacation. It was so good. <laughs> it was like funniest joke of the ceremony. Oh my gosh, it was so great. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what other, what other, what other movies, a whole lot of movies has she? <laughs> So oh I mean, she has She's been in some good stuff. Apparently, I haven't seen it recently. You know, those like rom com. Uh, oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah sure. But. No, she's amazing. I mean, and then she's... Colin Farrell's reaction to non Jenny was a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I he really knows? Liked, uh, <laughs> I really liked um, Colin Farrell's reaction to like some guy asking him a question from Vegas, like. When Jimmy Kimmel was in the audience asking Malala a question and then Colin Farrell a question. That was a train wreck, by the way. That was a train wreck. And you know what? Good for Colin Farrell because he was really game. She was like, off. And I want to bring peace to the world. Stop asking me questions. Malala was not having it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Colin seemed like he was in a good mood. Yeah, he was in a great mood. He was with his son, he was with Brendan Gleason. 
Yeah, I just, uh, my takeaway was like, I really like movies and I could take or leave the award stuff. It's fun to have an event to have discourse yes. around all, yeah, all yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, I, I was I was tired. Part of it, it's so late in the year. Oh, I know. So I was tired of the ceremony half hour in, to be honest. Yeah. And tired okay. of talking about these movies. Yeah. And especially Everything Everywhere because it came out in March. Some of these movies yes. came out two months ago. I know. I know. But I feel like that often. It's like, uh, you know, I saw Tar opening weekend. It was like, or you know, when it whenever it came out here in like early November mm-hmm. and... Like, I've just been on the tar train for five months. <laughs> and Stand like, up, tar nation. <laughs> uh, okay, so what of these movies, and maybe the answer is obvious, what's, what's going to be the, kind of have the lasting cultural footprint, right? I don't want a bunch of new movies like Everything Everywhere. I really no, I don't, don't. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah, because the people that are going to try to make movies like that, they're not going to be nearly as good. But there's going to no. be a lot of them trying to yeah. do this genre mashup thing. Man, and and I will say that like that movie won some awards that I think is really totally like best film editing. Like really makes sense, you know? Right, right. The the absolute and now, to be honest, I kind of kind of wish it had gone to Top Gun because I think they filmed like 900 hours of jets flying around and they made sense I of that know. to make a movie like that's pretty that's a pretty big deal but you know there is some real like careful craft in the editing of Mm -hmm. everything everywhere for that also to make sense like to me it was kind of between those two yeah but okay so my my, kind of the what i was thinking when i asked that question was more like which of which of any of these movies or the 2022 releases are going to be the ones that people are going to be returning to in a decade I mean, I don't know what people are. I know what I am. <laughs> I, I guess people are going to be watching everything everywhere. I mean, the, the fan base is just insane for that movie. But, I, I mean, really the movie that everyone's going to return to is Top Gun. Yeah. And maybe Avatar. <laughs> Whenever the next one comes yeah, out. Yeah, the sequels comes out. come out, yeah. yeah. Yes. I No, I think Top Gun's the right answer. Yeah, the, the everything everywhere stuff, too, is just so, I don't know. The, like, like, the fan base has become really insufferable to me. Yeah, people are intense about that movie. It, it feels like uh, people were disappointed by the movies for a long time, and then they heard the hype with this thing, and they're like, oh, I guess I'll go just... People are talking about it, and they're just blown away. But I think if you don't watch a lot of movies... Like, if you watch one new movie a year at, in theaters, mm-hmm. and it's everything mm-hmm. everywhere, you're like, holy crap. Like, what yeah. the hell was that, you know? I don't know. I'm making a lot of assumptions right now. No, yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. We liked it. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> now you just want to spread the love a little, but um, I don't know. Any closing thoughts on this ceremony? On 2022 mm, in general? No. It just gets much less it? interesting when you have less respect for the voters. Yep. You know? yep. That's why the sight and sound list, you hang out for a while and like yeah. want, to, want to glean from it. Yeah. No, I, I think my takeaway was just like, man, I want to watch some, I want to watch movies and I don't want to, I don't need this. Um, I mean, I like, I like these, I like a lot of the people and I like that we can celebrate it and, and all that. But at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I, I actually can't watch a movie tonight because I watched this long thing. <laughs> Could have watched two movies. I know. So. Man, that Little Mermaid been... trailer was just oh, especially egregious to me. It really soured the, like, I, I don't know if across the board, like, probably social media apps are just increasing the frequency of ads. Like I'm on Twitter now and ads are in the like 
subtweet threads. Oh, I know. It drives me crazy. It like, imagine didn't getting, used to be that way. Imagine getting an ad on Instagram comments, like, as you're scrolling oh, through I comments. Oh, you know? I know. I know. But you're just so inundated, and it's so relentless all the time. It's like you'll pay for Peacock, and they're like, "Hey, we got like four ads during this movie." <laughs> you're like, dude, I'm paying for this. I know. So it's so relentless. So then there's this show that's like, man, movies are so special because I mean, partly because there's no ads during a movie. If you see one in theater or own one, on you know whatever. And so for them to be like, hey, by the way, we've got actually a couple commercials, not even the commercial breaks in between presenters, but a commercial as part of the show. I'm yeah. like, you're communicating a lot to me about kind of the prestige that you carry for this event. Yeah. And yeah. you're teaching me to care a lot less about it. You're teaching me to look at it as like a banner pop-up, you know? Yes. No, totally. I, I was just like, what are we doing? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I, don't know. I feel like, I feel like I would I would feel the same way if it was a movie I was interested in too. Oh, totally. Yep. You know, it doesn't uh, help absolutely. that it's, it looked like a dino. Because even yeah, because even like the Warner Brothers 100 anniversary like montage felt felt like weird to me, because then it was like there was clips from Barbie in it, and I'm like, look, I can't wait to see Barbie. To be totally honest, I cannot wait to see that movie. Why? Uh, why is it here? Why is it in the celebrating 100 years of Warner Brothers here? Like, come on. For 20 um, Oscars. Yeah. Yes. I just it's like and and you know all of it. Whatever. Okay. You've been watching anything? You got any? Oh, okay. Two questions. You've been watching anything good? And other question. You got any early predictions for uh, next year's Oscars? Um, has there been a good movie? out this year um well i'll tell you i've watched zero 2023 movies wow that's insane just, for you i know i know i just haven't been to the theater well there's nothing and out. and we're i know and we've shifted back to that you gotta go over to the theater i will say hope killers of the flower moon is good <laughs> and i hope they give marty some awards <laughs> only thing i've been watching is catching up on my creed and rocky history oh you know can I'm I, desperate I, to go see a movie in theaters. I'm like, you know what, Creed three, fine. I know, I know. I had a friend text me today. John, it all the all the the text just said John Wick four question mark, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> let's go. I've only, seen, I've only seen the first, but I hear good things. I've only seen the third one, and I'm uh, <laughs> I have watched half of the first one this week, and it was pretty good. Uh, like, and I like the third one. I need a movie to see. <laughs> Industry. No, I. I um, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, Amazon Prime has got every Rocky movie in existence. Oh, this is good. Can I right can now. I can I give a little confession? This late into the podcast, hit me. Never so I've seen, seen Creed. See, never, I've seen Creed one and two. I had never seen Rocky until a week ago. Dang. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, My review of it was: this may be the most seventies movie ever made. Both in yeah. term, and, and I mean that in a grimy and good way. Yeah, the misogyny and the romance, <laughs> and just the trash on the street. <laughs> I know it's very New York movie, but it's Philly. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's got such a vibe to it. Um, yeah, it's good. Rocky's good, and there's five of them. Yeah, and 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 Sarah is is like in like so enjoying them oh i love that <laughs> like, like she's like are we watching rocky tonight like rocky two? let's do it i'm like really let's go so we're, we're blazing through those in preparation for creed 3 yeah. so i have my history but other than yeah. that it's been a slow go i, I actually i've just been wa- i've just been going on hbo max and like i keep telling sarah let's just watch the first five minutes to see if this is something we'd want to watch in the future and then we yeah. watch an hour movie 
So I watched women talking. We we watched that. That was like we were excited to see that was available. Yeah, yeah. And and then I watched Training Day randomly. Oh, how good is that? Which was insane. Oh my gosh! Watch out, King Kong or whatever he says. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Is that the line? I'm like Denzel. I'm like, can we get him out of Shakespeare and back oh into? Oh my gosh, you know, Denzel is so good. Something he can cook <laughs> with. So yeah, just yeah. some rand randos and uh, like. And I've been on my my Tom Cruise, Jerry Maguire, Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> it really is. I, I need a I need a like app that's just a Tom Cruise film generator, just like yeah. any Ram movie yeah. from him. Because if we don't yeah, know what to cause... watch, we'll do that. And I'm gonna have a solid three and a half experience, no matter what. Yeah, because he's great. He's great. I've been I've been doing some Rocky and Creed stuff. I watched Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's like a nice. little kind of the. Criterion's got Get their yours, Michelle. Yeah, Criterion's got their Michelle Yeoh collection right now, so I watched that. It's so good. It's it's such a good movie. I forget how good it is. Uh, I watched Denzel. Which I watched American Gangster this week. Have you ever nice. seen that? Uh, yeah. I feel like I watched it in high school. Yeah, yeah. That's when it came out. I mean, this came out in '07. It's such like a solid three and a half star Ridley Scott movie, but like Russell Crowe, Denzel Washington, like they're Let great. Him cook. Let them. They're great. Like, they don't make Denzel. movies anymore, do they? No, they don't. Um, <laughs> they really don't. I watched. You know uh, why? <laughs> you know why they don't make that movie anymore? Why? Because Timothy Chalamet is not very convincing <laughs> as it's an like, undercover it's like a, gangster. <laughs> it's like a New York detective from the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> like Ethan Hawke can hang with Training Day. Yeah. Throw Timothy in there. <laughs> it's like oh boy. All right, can we get this kid into some tights, please? <laughs> you can put Miles Teller in that role. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so I watched EO. It's not the what the kids movie. want. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I watched EO. Uh, so this is Big funny. year for donkeys. Huge. Big, huge, huge. Uh, so I watched EO, and I watched it on the plane ho- flying home from Hawaii, and the baby was sleeping on Megan's lap, and I had EO on my iPad, and mm-hmm. Megan was like watching along without listening, but it's it's foreign language, so she was like reading the subtitles. And it, there's hardly any dialogue because it just follows the donkey. And like 20 minutes in, she's like, "What is going on? This is so dumb." And I'm like, "Yeah, I think it is." <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't be mean to that donkey. <laughs> and it was just I didn't really. I mean, I gave it three stars. I was like, "Okay, like hey, you're doing that's something." That's a nice donkey. But I, I just did not connect with this movie at all. You know, some ideas. Um, it reminds me of uh, short stories in college when it's like, all right, it's a couple on a date, but it's from the perspective of the table. <laughs> the, the, the ketchup bottle on the table. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I finished EO because it's short. And, I, and then I watched Tampopo for the rest of the flight. You ever oh seen Tampopo? God, that's so funny. We started that movie two weeks ago. No kidding. Yes, yeah, I mean, so when I saw that was you when I watched it. it. When I saw you log, I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> And we both oh my loved gosh. it, and then we were, we're like, we're coming, because it was like late when we started, oh, but we both loved it, it. like, amazing, blew me away, I loved it, loved it. It's a movie about ramen, and the search for the perfect bowl of ramen, and like, it's, unreal. it's amazing. It's, it's so, so funny. Good. It's so, yeah, super funny, super self-aware, like, really great movie. That's always weird, we're like, dude, you just watched Denzel? I'm watching it. Dude, you watched Tampoco? <laughs> Tampopo. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. That's oh. all I got. 
What's what's our next episode going to be? Do we know? You know, you know, I wanted I wanted to throw out an idea out there because we had some uh, uh, real uh, we had some real activity on the Instagram this week. Um, we had one of our loyal listeners, um, and I I saw that he logged it on uh, Letterboxd. He watched Aliens, and his review of Aliens was uh, finishing up the movies while they sleep staff picks. Wow. Uh, episode, and I was like, Throw that was back. almost two years ago. Um, you know what? That is so funny. I was thinking earlier today. I was like, we should do a staff picks. We should do a staff picks. Yes, yes. Look at us. The wavelength. I know, I know. It's um, real, y'all. Can, can I share? Can, can I share something? So I think we should do a staff picks. Uh, okay. Funny thing, um, before I was on vacation and in, in earlier in February, maybe it'll we get try- us to record another episode. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to do an episode, and our idea was like, let's get our wives to tell us what to watch. And we both watched both of those movies, and then we never recorded an episode on it. We're bad husbands. <laughs> Every time we went to record, we're like, I got nothing to say about this. <laughs> They're both like amazing movies, too. Amazing, amazing movies. And we will talk uh, about them, so we won't s- spoil yeah. it one day. But I was like, I, I, I have no thoughts on this movie. One day. Uh, so let's do a staff picks. Instead of our wives picking, how about we pick? <laughs> <laughs> you got your pick? No. Do you have no. yours? I don't know. I, I never know what you've seen or how basic I want to be. <laughs> yeah, I got to do some research. So, But that, that'll be a good cliffhanger until I'll, I'll uh, say I, 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 I think I, I think I do know. I think I know what I'll make you watch. Uh, All right. It'll be a cliffhanger either way, and I'll pretend like, and I'll say until next week's episode as if it's going to come out next week. <laughs> uh, happy 2022 year in review movies. Oscars. Oscar Ooh. nights. You love them, you hate them. We hope you listen. Good night, y'all. Bye. Bye.